1: Alright folks, welcome back to another, yes, another Mountain West Wire podcast this week. Told you, we're blowing out the budget. Mountain West Wire, MWR.com, that's our podcast, that's our website. Subscribe where we can find us, iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public maybe, I don't know. We're on iHeartRadio for sure. We are at MWCWR on Twitter. So you've heard this week, this is our third football related podcast, basketball. Had some issues on my end, so if you're waiting for that hoop for me and Andrew, apologize to Andrew, I had a, dresser shopping to attend to and it took longer than I thought so he that's why there's no uh hoops this week but we'll be back on that but this particular podcast I was hoping to get a couple of guests I ended up snagging one another one I couldn't quite grab because again my schedule is something came up last second so what this podcast is we chat with Dave Southhorn who covers Boise State for the athletic yeah I give some shills to subscribe it's still awesome go do it because I like it so maybe you like it too um I know they only got Boise State in the Mountain West, but they have a million other things in college football. Group of five stuff with Chris Fadini, who that's the other guy try to get on to talk about the uh, group of five uh, Cincy-Boise trifecta, New Year Six, Memphis, Cotton Bowl, maybe upstate thing. Um, but go, if you go read his piece, it's great. I'm having a piece that's kind of related to that where it's like, well, how can Boise-Cincy get in? But what this particular podcast is of Dave here in a moment I uh, we do everybody Raj. We forget, we forego, or was it did not record. I was gonna say for forego, that's not a word. We did not record our typical Tuesday, um, podcast because Raj was, a. Uh, as law boy state fans are like, just, dis- uh, just in shock or on, not in the mood because they were only one spot ahead of Cincy. So he did provide a two or three minute blurb. I get to listen to, I will listen to it before I publish, but as of this time, when I tack it on to the end of this, I will, uh, have heard it, but I've not heard it yet, so, but other podcasts we've done this week, me and Matt Kennerly did our podcast the other day, we did a ton, like, I sort of want to apologize, but I thought we did a great job, we did put the title game at the end, so it made you listen to like 20 minutes of Colorado State coaching search coverage and content of that, we talked about the bowl, a little bit of Cincy stuff at the end, the New Year's Six, but also, title or not title game but championship uh week um well not even that year year end awards i should say year end awards that's the thing talking about how ours compared with the media but yeah this particular one me and Dave chatted for about half an hour so it's already in the books so you'll have that in a moment but we go through you'll hear it all here Chris Peterson kind of stuff he's done with Boise State covering that team and him and with him stepping down if it's gonna be sincere Boise but there's not much more to say. Me and Matt did the podcast the other day recently. hope you subscribed. There was a bunch in the feed. Also, um, we had Preston and Raj joined for a – I kind of moderated to make cheesy jokes throughout the throughout the thing, kind of like a round table with me kind of just guiding the ship. So we had that for a while the other day. So a lot of different angles, a lot of different stuff. And I guess for this particular one, that's not much more to add. Like we've heard everything we've said. I have similar questions I talked to Dave about. Probably similar at me and Matt and then Preston and Raj taught, talked about it, it was all – this similar type of uh, questions because there's always so much to ask. And so we get into that. Um, I'll come back in a moment after we do the, after we hear the uh, interview with Dave, but uh, enjoy. All right. Now we're chatting with uh, Dave Southorn. covered Boise state for a number of years. Now doing that with or If you don't subscribe, what are you first off? Right, Dave, what are you doing? Go take care of that. It's not a ton of money. It's great yeah. stuff. I love it. I've been on since, uh, I guess when Stu Mandel brought it on a year and a half ago with college football, now it's everywhere. Beyond everywhere,
0: yeah. That, I mean, I was part of the latest expansion, and uh, it was cool to be a part of it. You know that that Stu's kind of my boss, and Bruce Feldman is a colleague, and so is Staples and Max Olson and Nicole auerbach and it's it's great. I, I you know I, I always say if you want to subscribe because of me, great, but you're going to get all the other stuff too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like me personally, I'm like a, it's where I do this. I'm a University of Utah guy, so it's like why are you doing this? I'm like Well, yeah. I've done it for a while when they're in the league, but. Like, I signed up before, it's like, okay, I like Stu, I like this stuff, I'm like, and it's been great, more and more stuff, like all the stuff you do, everybody does, so, if you're like a college football nerd, probably like most of us, we're good, we go yeah. for it, so. Yeah, yeah it's it's, way to go. it's crazy, it's not just a seamless plug, but it's like, it's true, it's like, come on, go do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel no guilt uh, try, trying to prop it up either.
1: No, that's what, you, that's what you're there for, right? It's, <laughs> uh, that's what we're doing, so, as for what we're doing today, we've got Boise, Hawaii. If you listened all week, we've had a bunch of different podcasts, uh some great uh chatter with our own boise guys hawaii guys me, you know how does me and my candle our own thing now we got an actual i'll say it a more professional than any of us combined because <laughs> you're well you're there on the ground on the team all the time i'm from afar i cover other teams in my neck of the books from, from my other gig i do but you're there you get to listen to when coach Arson says five or six words about nothing injury so it's exciting right <laughs> oh
0: that is the highlight of my week whenever
1: he starts it off with no injury updates for you guys. And so I'm like, all right, well,
0: i going to head out now. So. Exactly. <laughs> him, and yeah,
1: Coach, or, or, him and Coach Winningham are like the same. It's like, unless it's season ending, I'm not telling you anything. Or I guess yep, the other way around, yep. sorry. The other way around.
0: Yep. Or, or, or if there's just a topic that, that he, he was walking into that press conference ready to talk about, and um, he'll go for a good four or five minutes. But uh, you, you, get, you get nothing in between.
1: Yeah, pretty rare. But so with this game itself, like you're there, like you're trying. To people, the big thing all past month has been Jalen Henderson because he's been the starter. Yep. I've, I I believe not, nothing to doubt that he's going to be QB one this week, even though the depth chart has the OR which has been there for who knows how long. So do you, I know? I'm going to ask you because you probably don't know either. Is there any health like with, with Chase Cord, Hank Bachmar? We've seen them both dress. Was there anything yeah. to lead you to believe? Because I thought in the New Mexico game when when Jalen started, that if you got two of those guys dressed, at least one of them's healthy enough to play if something happens. Do you think that's yep. the case yep. at all? That that's kind yes. of what they're doing? I,
0: I, I do think that's the case. And actually actually this week, uh, even on Monday, Harson did um, see yeah, they're gonna that that you can go ahead and look in the depth chart right, right now, Jalen Henderson's number one on it. Go ahead and look into that because he is the starter and when we talked to Zach Hill, the OC here uh, he he said that they're, uh, for all intents and purposes, they're going they're going with the hot hand, and that's Jalen. So um, I think if if I had to say if any of them were going to play other than other than Jalen on Saturday, it would be Hank. Um, mm-hmm. He obviously he, has only played once since they the, those two teams played on October twelfth, and uh, I think he's kind of back to health now. But you always, always want to say you don't want to lose your starting job because of an injury, and that's kind of what's happened. But uh, but I, but I think that. You know that 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 if they need him or if they want to mix him a little bit in certain spots, uh, they will. I don't I don't think they're going to hesitate to throw Hank in there if they have to.
1: So let me ask you this because it's all it's always the rage like the portal stuff. Because Henderson's not here mm-hmm. next year, he's gone. I don't not not to insinuate Hank is going to go anywhere, but it have to be right. managed it the right way. It's like hey, you've been hurt. You're here for at least a couple more years. We're winning with yes. this guy. Get ready, a hundred percent go. They got to be a certain way because I like, not to compare Coastal Carolina, but they had ten guys to go to the portal the other day.
0: Right, yeah, and and, and it was funny because I I did ask Carson this week like how is Hank Bachmeyer handling this, and um, he gave me kind of a answer that I didn't love. He basically said uh, you'd have to ask him, but you can't. Uh, and I was like, that's excellent. real real cute, but <laughs> but, but I, I am very intrigued by that. I, I for, for from everything that I, I've known about Hank, talked to him. You know, I talked to him a couple times before he ever signed here. Um, knowing people around him, I would be very, very surprised if he did decide to leave. Um, you know, I, I think that he does understand a little bit that they're being cautious with him. He's their guy for the future in all likelihood. he's still got, you know, conceivably three years to go here. Um, so I think he does kind of get that a little bit. And, and as, as you alluded to, though, I, I really think what's intriguing for me was we went into last off season wanting to know about the quarterbacks. In a way, again this year, if say, Chase Cord kind of sees the writing on the wall, and he wants to transfer. They'll have one scholarship quarterback, and they've only got, like, one right now that they've offered that they have a possibility of signing in December, but they don't have any commits. So that whole group, as interesting as it's been this year, is going to be interesting next year, So
1: That would be, yeah, because he knows he would be the backup coming in. And Cord's been okay. Like, he moves around, yeah. scrambles. He. It's like when we're chatting about this preview, like the other team, like when you watch Cole McDonald roll out or scramble, he'll make a play. Cord's kind of like, all right, I got, I'm free. What do I do? Sometimes it seems like a little bit. So <laughs>
0: well, he, he played, you know,
1: two really good defenses
0: in his starts. He yeah. played BYU and, and, and Wyoming. But um, if you looked at, like, the, the separation to me was if you saw him on third downs as opposed to Henderson or or, or Byron, it was night and day. And like and like you said, there 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 were just times where it was like, What do I do? And so I I think those two clearly were ahead and, and that that's why we're talking about core with me him not sticking around. It's a possibility. I don't know for sure, but yeah. you can kind of see you could get it if that happened.
1: Yeah, if you're the younger if you're the older guy not gonna start, it's like, well, we'll see. But right. so yeah. with this being a rematch, I thought this interesting too. With Henderson played what, most some of that fourth quarter last time they played, I compared yeah. it to base like you know, baseball as a guy gets called up from double A blaster a month of the season goes five and zero, oh, amazing era pretty low nobody can stop him comes back and sees the team again and then he's like oh this guy's just okay he's not great but it goes both ways he- jalen has seen what hawaii can do why seen see what he can do what do you think i my my opinion would be the advantage would be toward boise state because i think they're the better team but do you think hawaii'd have a better game plan knowing hey we've seen this guy before and instead of also face to face but also a couple games on tape that's got to be a little bit in right. play to maybe that could help Hawaii touch to keep it close or <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think especially as you said, the, the, the fact that he has started the last three games, because, um, I think if we went into that game October 12th saying like, um, yeah, Jalen Henderson's going to play and, and he's going to be throwing and he's going to throw a touchdown pass. I assumed something really bad happened and Hank did get hurt. True. but
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, I don't think Hawaii game plan for that either. So now, now they have a little bit of a tape of tape on Henderson, but the the comfort level that Henderson's kind of had these last three weeks has been pretty pretty notable to me. He's you know he's avoided making any mistakes really b- to be frank. And um, he, I, there was even a throw I really thought CSU that he made where he moved around in the pocket, mm-hmm. du- you know, st- sidestepped a, st- a sack. Another guy was going to come destroy him, and, and he threw a deep and hit high tower. And that was a very mature play. And I kind of thought, you know, you can just see that guy gaining confidence. So that helps them too. The fact that he hadn't in the game plan against Hawaii the first time is way expanded now. And I, and I think that obviously will benefit him.
1: That makes a lot of sense. And also it's not like, this Hawaii defense is really great. He's played like he got, <laughs> sure. sure. But I'm saying like New Mexico game, they're not that great defense. He's fine. Utah state's hit or miss this year. David Woodward missing that game, been hurt for a while, a bit better. CSU improving, but still just okay. Like there's no real difference yep. of who they're playing. Like um, skill wise, it's, they might be a touch better here. They're like the pass rushes might get past the offensive line a little bit, but it's not like you're going to hugely playing Wyoming or San Diego State defense. That's really good. And so I think that's both teams have – they'll say they both have an edge, but they'll both make the same adjustments. And it's – sure, like you said, the playbook, if it's however a percentage bigger, it's going to be – they're going to get all the guys out there. Who would be – because we were chatting about this as well. Who's the guy – you can't name like Curtis Weaver, some stud on the team. Not a backup either, but like who's like maybe one guy you think that like for Boise like who's going to be that difference in here? That's not like a named guy, like not the number one guy in a position. Like kind of like, hey, this guy could have a big game because of something.
0: Would John Hightower qualify? Yeah,
1: I'll allow it, sure.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's kind of like they uh, they kind of one A and one B with Hightower. Probably he's probably on my mind because I wrote about him. Um he, uh, you know, he, he had a big game against Hawaii last time, and I yeah, certainly could see, you know, that happening again. Um, but, but you know, the, if, I guess if I had to pick anybody, maybe, maybe I guess look kind of look defensively if, if I wanted to at, at Jalen Walker. Mm-hmm. He's a, you know, he's he's the corner who um, came into this year, and you know, he made three starts coming into the season when Tyler Horton was ever hurt, and they were against Oregon and Oklahoma State. And then the other one was against Wyoming. And so he came in this year, and when played in those games, that guy was pretty good.
2: And
0: he's done a really nice job this year. He, you know, he had that pick six against Utah State. He got under his belt. Didn't have the best game, I think, against CSU, partially because he had Warren Jackson. So I think yeah, that
2: uh, – I,
0: I think I think Walker could uh, – could be a difference maker especially you know with how Hawaii throws the ball around and stuff I think that if if Jalen has has a good game that would really benefit Boise State because they can maybe get some turnovers and that would certainly flip it in their favor
1: yeah because that was the thing last time wasn't it My, four turnovers I think minus three for Hawaii plus three Boise looking right. at like, like sticking with that like that area like the passing game Hawaii we know Jojo Ward, Cedric Bird they have all these guys out there how like like when they played last time Boise did all right like they the turnovers obviously killed Hawaii but like what do they do to stop because i was looking through like maybe three quarters of the season i think in six of the first seven or eight hawaii games a different receiver had 100 yards leading the team like how is that i know there's weather there it could be wet but what do they do they just do what they normally do and just hope nobody beats them too bad or there's going to be at least one guy who's going to have a big game like i know they held warren jackson quite well but csu has like one or two guys these guys go like four deep
0: I mean, the funny part is their best wide receiver against Boise State last time is not even on the team anymore.
1: Yeah, there's that. Stole <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, um, and, and I, I don't, you know, actually I looked it up. Ward didn't even have a catch in that game last time. Ooh. So I think that that just goes to show. And I, I tried to write about that earlier this week, just like that. You know, they've showed this year, of course, they have weapons, but that one right there is really in particular, like, wow, like one of their best guys didn't even have a catch. So one would think that you know he might be able to. And I think. For Boise State, what's going to be important is Hill um, Reed, who's been a true freshman corner, kind of their number three guy, um, he's been he, you know, he'd been hurt, didn't play last week, and remains to be seen if he's going to play this week. I, I, would, I would be a little surprised if he did. So that hurts a little bit on their, their defensive back depth. DeAndre Pierce has been dealing with an injury. He's unknown for, for this game. He's missed the last couple at safety. Um, Jordan Happel, same thing. So their depth is being tested right now, and it's going to be really tested against Hawaii. So I think that bodes out, you know, in in Hawaii's favor it's the fact that Boise State's been dealing with a couple injuries on the defensive backfield.
1: Would you say that's probably the biggest advantage? I think it's pretty obvious to say. So I'll say it. the biggest yeah. advantage Hawaii has. Yeah. Okay, it makes sense. I'm I think just, so. Never.
0: I, I I'd agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, like you said, it, like against a lot of teams, maybe, but but I think like if you asked me this in October, I would say it would be fairly close. But I think with the the injury factor for Boise State, I, I, I you definitely would, would bend a little bit in Hawaii's way.
1: Alright, so Hawaii well, quarterback they're kind of uh, I don't know what Nick Rolovich does he earned coach of the year by <laughs> doing well I guess the media picked him out there uh, we went with Harson. just say no so you can say you're welcome or whatever but we yeah, picked so did with I did I, so <laughs> good I did too I was thinking with that's like had Brett Brennan got six wins I would have picked him but eh not yep, quite there Yep. so with the quarterback it, it doesn't seem to matter like do you have any sense of who they'd rather face because we see McDonald a lot he played the majority of the season but he'll get benched he'll get pulled he'll try to pull a Brett Favre type play and try to make a window that's not there dude is, it, yep. is there any preference you think Boise would rather face Cordero who's kind of still really good but not as wild and it's not going to go for that boom play as much like yeah. do you, what do you think the I, difference could be or who they'd prefer to see so probably see both so. I,
0: I, yeah yeah I, I, when I was talking to guys a lot of them did talk about about Shevin and his um the way that he uh can can scramble I think those guys really noticed that and I think that into that offense, that that's a that's a pretty good twist. So I think um, they wouldn't love to have to see that a lot. Um, you know, and, and McDonald, they've seen him. They're able to get after him decently well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're druthers. You know, as good as Cole is, I think they probably would lean that way just because I think they feel that they can get to him with Weber or whoever. And um, you know, like, as you said, kind of make him throw those throws that uh, you might want back.
1: Yeah, it is that. Also, one last thing we'll kind of Get moved along here. Running game, I think, will be a big deal for both teams. Because in that first game is yeah. colt McDonald. Like, even though people watch Hawaii, most people lost probably seen him a bit if you're up super late like us, they'll they'll <laughs> run with the quarterback. McDonald will they go for wide, he'll still run the ball, he'll have an option to take off yep. and run. Mm-hmm. They're gonna need somebody else to run the ball. Well, I think both and then the good boys like George lani has been coming on a bit better of late. I think for Hawaii, if they're gonna get some upset, get the win, we know that the passing game can be. For me, I've got to say it's got to be them having somebody run the ball extremely well against the Boise defense, even both sides. I think both, I think it might be actually the running game that could be a big difference for who wins, especially if it's wet and rainy and people are dropping passes. That's kind of where I'm leaning, where the game actually could be decided.
0: Well, it, it was, was interesting this you know this week when I was trying to preview the game best I could, um, I was looking at some of the numbers. And, and Hawaii, since they played Boise State, has run the ball decently well. Mm-hmm. And um, Miles Reed, that running back, had negative one yard against Boise State. So yeah. they, haven't seen a ton of, they haven't seen a ton of him. And so so if they can get him going, that that's, that's again, we talk about adding a twist to that offense. I think that's really interesting. And if, um, and even in that game, um, Holani was more or less the backup in that game. Yeah. And um, so also plays the other way. Hawaii saw him late. He had that 40-yard touchdown toward the end of the game. Kind of gave you a good glimpse of what he was all about. And so, um, you know, he's been running pretty hard. Didn't have the best game against CSU, but – um, he's been pretty consistent. So I think that you're right. But for both teams, their run game, I think has gotten better since then. And um, you know, it, it could be an advantage for whoever has it kind of clicking. I
1: think it will, especially if it's kind of wet. It was supposed to be mid forties. So sort of chilly, something like yeah, that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it, it's, it's been just, overcast about every day so yeah, yeah it's probably going to stick around
1: that if it gets to mid 30s that's where it could be interesting just because the ice starts forming on the field and <laughs> that's a <laughs> yeah, right, oh boy we don't want uh, I, we, I, don't know, I don't know if Hawaii
0: loves that but they, they did, they did fine against Nevada this year in kind of similar situations
1: so all right, I got a random question for you because we talked about this before it's going to yeah. be cold Hawaii's their game versus army was what 80 degrees I think nice warm night so are yeah. there going to be any shirtless Hawaii guys out there how many shirtless guys are going to be warming up out there for both teams <laughs> just to show I'm well, a well, tough well. guy Oh,
0: that—that's a staple of Boise State. They like, have November to. and December. Everybody they always has to. do it. It's so. going to Hawaii. That's a great question. If they will, I, I bet they'll have some. I—I I think they have to kind of match Boise State doing it because Boise State always does it.
1: It's also middle of the day. It's not a night game, so this, there might be some true. sunlight out there. But still, it's true. Cold.
0: Good point. Yeah, it warms up the skin a little bit. Photosynthesis, right? That's what that is. uh Sure,
1: I'll go with that. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, are you? um have you made a prediction for this game? Is that something you uh, do or don't do or yeah, whatnot?
0: Yeah, I, I don't mind it. Um, okay. Yeah.
1: So who you got? I don't, think it, I, don't <laughs>
0: think, I don't think it'll be. I don't think it'll be as high scoring as it was last time. Um, you know, fifty-nine, thirty-seven was was a lot of points. Um, you know, I, I I still think Boise State's going to win this one. I, I can see it being a little closer, more of like a seventeen-point win, mm-hmm. like a forty-eight, thirty-one, or maybe a little less than that. I guess. Um, but but I, I still think Boise State's been 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 clicking pretty well on offense and they had a little bit of a little bit of an off stretch last week you know know, scoring one touchdown in the second half but I think that they uh that that that, that, you know Boise State's got it going on they're at home I think they match up pretty well with Hawaii so I could I could see it be like a 17 point win all
1: right so that just leads into my next question the good old college football playoff where the committee likes to create their own drama for tv Uh does uh Boise State need to win like last time to say hey yeah we are better than Cincinnati if they win
0: Oh, it it would only help, and I and I do think, to be frank, that's got to be in the back of their minds. Because if you remember um, last year, by the time the AAC championship was done, they knew UCF was going. By the time the game kicked off here for the Mountain West Championship, I don't know if that affected them at all. But this year, they're playing at the same time. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, and so like they've got they've got to try to do everything they can to uh, to, to to make sure that. If Cincinnati wins, that Boise State stays ahead of them. So um, I, I, I do think a little bit of that has to factor. And, and as much as they don't want to admit it publicly, they, they have to know that that it would only help them.
1: Sure. And I read the – because I know Chris Venini Vign- a little bit, so I read his piece and we're chatting about – and it, it's much closer than I thought. It's particularly App State, but I don't really think they're going to have a shot just because of too many teams ahead of them. Right. The, the way the committee is going – first when I saw the rankings, I'm like, oh, crap. It's a uh, Memphis – Boise, Minnesota, right. and I kind of felt if there's at least a two team gap, Boise's fine. However, and that for my first blush, like God, oh, yep. they're not going to get it because they're one behind. However, if you look a bit more closely, and our guy Matt Kennerly did a piece of kind of comparing stuff like where they should be in the historical stuff, Memphis only moved yep. up one spot for beating a Cincinnati team, which is basically ranked the same spot. They moved down one.
2: Right? Um, why would right.
1: they move Cincinnati up two spots for being the exact same team when last week they moved them up one spot? Boise is going to move up regardless if they win because Memphis will be behind them. I just, I'm leaning like 58 to Boise State getting there because of what the committee did last week. However, we saw a couple weeks ago they put Baylor at five spots after being an unranked Texas team. So who knows?
0: Right? Yeah. You, it, and, and that, that is the fun and not fun of this whole thing, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so, 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 I, so I agree with you that like, like, not all gaps are created equal. Even if Cincinnati's one spot behind Boise State, maybe maybe in that committee's mind it, it is a sizable gap between the two because if you go beyond Cincinnati, you look at some of their teams that could have fit in between them and Boise State, there weren't very many obvious candidates. Yeah. So um so 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 who knows, you know, and, and and so I think part of what you were saying about maybe trying to help it out on the scoreboard a little bit, you don't know what that difference is and so you gotta take every advantage you can to maybe put yourself ahead of them.
1: Yeah. So, what do you think? Do you think they, their boys, is going to get? A, my main thing, or those two main things. First off, don't lose twice. And then all the people yeah. on Twitter. Well, we played Ohio State. Tough schedule. Well, show up for that game at least, because had, yeah. Ohio State's crushing everybody. Had it been forty-nine twenty-one, like a three-touchdown game. Well, okay, that's what Ohio State's doing. Everybody. You're like the biggest victory they had all year, and you're not even close. If it, yeah. like, if it had been similar result to Penn State. Uh, whoever else they played, the Big Ten, like okay, that's fine, but you show sure. up and get crushed. i like, that's kind of the tiebreaker for me, along with the loss.
0: Just yeah, uh, just, just playing them at all shouldn't necessarily grant you yeah, um, you know, you grant you a pass just just as you played them. Like yeah, like you said, maybe do decent against them, and so um, that game was even close, you know, from the start. So yeah, I yeah. think that you know that that argument um, we talked to Kradasy yesterday, JD, and he basically was like, I don't know. If forty-two to nothing is ever a quality loss, and he was, he's right, and no, and so I think you know, as good as, as I do think Cincinnati's really good, it's just like, just just kind of saying that game doesn't really matter is kind of a little bit insulting to your own team because it was like, if you put them on the schedule, sure, Boise State's going to do whatever they can to get Alabama on the schedule, and they get smoked, they'll just be like, nah, whatever. Yeah, that doesn't matter.
1: I get doing it. it is a good game schedule was like just just show up. So, let's wrap up here. You like so you've been out in Boise State, covering them for a while. We had a huge bombshell of Chris Peterson, which yeah. came out of nowhere. I'm like even here I'm at of PAC 12, Washington new coach, they promote from within. So like is do you th- I he seems like a guy like Bob Stoops a little bit where or even I guess I give air coach Urban Meyer, what he kind of did step down. Those are a few different things. Like not an older guy, Yeah. but yeah. he's yeah. what 55, 56 image of Bob Stoops. He's going to hang around the Washington, do stuff but like, what was your, like when you left Boise state, like you're around them, like kind of people we should know, but you're there close. Like kind of, what's one of the good story you've had maybe about him while you're covering him or just something you remember fondly. Cause I saw you post a video or a photo of you of almost a decade ago or something with Peterson <laughs> hanging around. So, but like kind of what's your thoughts okay. on like, I guess your surprise factor and kind of just a little thoughts on him real quick.
0: I, I was a baby babyface, twenty-seven-year-old in that picture, man. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, uh,
0: it was um, it was a little surprising, um, just just the timing of it. Just because you figured he had a little more time left, but um, you know, just being around him here when he was twenty when it was twenty thirteen that year, he just seemed different. Like he was kind of on edge. He was a little more I don't want to say grumpy, but just he you just couldn't feel the, the, the same the same energy with him. And then he was gone. Um, and then even this year, you could kind of see it. Um, you know, I'm a Colorado grad. After the after they lost to CU, kind of saw that that post game, and I was kind of like, "Ugh, it, it looks very similar to me to, to six years ago here." And um, you kind of, but but also at the same time, everyone took a step back and they're like, "You know what? This doesn't surprise me." He always talked about, you know, And I think Forbes did a story here a couple years ago when he was. Part of like you know kind of a think tank of like local like business people and community leaders and that and that seemed to be what really was inspiring him. Not you know oh we we, we got this you know ex you know whatever the you know the recruiting class was ranked or whatever he would, that didn't excite him anymore. It was this other stuff outside of football and he, so he, he kind of knew that there was something coming eventually and and the timing was was a little strange. But you know I, I, it's 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 just really interesting when I whatever it's different from Brian Harson era sometimes I, I could actually go to his office and hang out there a little bit. And, um, and, and it was always like the things that he liked talking about, or if I sat down and did a bit of an interview, it was like, when we talk about like, what it was like growing up or when he first got into coaching, that was the stuff that excited him. When, when it turned to um, recruiting or it turned into what's next for the program and stuff like that, he just, he checked out a little bit. And, and he, so you always could tell that like, he, he, did not like the extraneous stuff, the recruiting, the glad handing with donors, see, be, you know, people around town seeing them all the time. It was the stuff where it was like watching tape, going to practice, you know, interacting with his players. Those are the only things
1: he liked. Yeah, that's what – So oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah. No, no, you're fine. Uh, I was saying, that, That's basically like – that's basically what he truly enjoyed, and, and I think that's part of the reason why Washington, he wanted to see if – if, if what he did could translate over there and, and, if, and if he'd be happier there even though it's a bigger area he mentioned that way fewer people spotted him there than they did here so I think um, he wanted to try that but all that other extraneous stuff just kind of got to him and, 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 and so that that part of it obviously
1: didn't surprise me. We saw she maybe we should have seen this coming a bit because I do work for a radio station here in Salt Lake and our guys went host went down to Pactual Media Day and they chatted with right. him and he's like you're right recruiting like why are recruit- recruiting guys at fifteen or sixteen, like who are these? We know about he wants to certain guys at the school and university to make sure they're good people and all that, but he was right. like, "What are we doing sixteen year olds why are we going after guys who are can't even drive yet essentially like they're not mature enough to really know what the decision they're doing. And I don't want to. now he wasn't saying as much, I don't want to chase these guys around, but he's like he didn't like the point of the age of those guys, like even if you're seventeen or senior, it's still uh, maybe a touch more maturity of what you're getting into, or maybe you'll sure. listen to people, but he was like." He didn't like doing it, but he knew he had to do it, which he did well at. But right, that's the kind of right. thing during back in July. He's like, "It's it's something you got to do." I don't like it. I don't think they're ready for it. And he's kind of like, "Well, you just you do what you got to do."
0: And, and and I think part of that too comes with it. And like I, I can't think of the right word, but the word I always think of is, is you have to coddle them. And I don't mean that in like a you know a millennials way, but I mean with these recruits, you have to stay on top of them all the time because yeah. other schools are trying to get them. There's other stuff going on. Uh, you know, show him love on, 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 you know, the recruiting account. Like, hey, good luck in your game this weekend, all that stuff. He doesn't necessarily have to deal with that, but, but, but similar, just the fact that all, it, it's a never ending process, just those sorts of things um, got to him. And I, you know, and I, I remember you know, when, when there was rumors and actually, I mean, he obviously did talk to Stanford um, a couple of years ago when he was here. And as part of him remaining here, they kind of fast tracked the facility and, i talked to him about that and um right around then they um they, they other schools i think one only one really flipped a recruit and and peterson obviously was not pleased by it and he was very upset at that school and then he basically was like i lost a facility but or i lost a recruit but i got a facility you know he,
1: yeah what's better and so, it's like long-term yeah, or the short-term right, guy
0: right right but just just all that stuff that that he that he ever had to deal with um it, it, it's very interesting to me that, uh, you know, that's part of the reason I, that's part of the reason, frankly, that I kind of liked them was because, um, you know, sometimes you wanted to Oh, what, 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 happened on this play? What was the block assignments and stuff like that? And he, you know, he didn't always want to go into it, which, which is fine. And also, um, he would get excited if it was like, a, you know, like I asked one time I remember when Dave Christensen got hired at Wyoming and I always thought Missouri's offense back then was so awesome. And I was like, Hey, is, is what was is what doing similar? And he was just like I don't know, you know. <laughs> it's like oh, okay, I'd, I'd rather you'd rather be talking about other things, you know, yeah. so, um, yeah, but, but he, I, I always found him interesting to interact with because he was different and he wasn't a one hundred percent football guy. So
1: that's always a good. good story guy. It's like not extreme as Mike Leach going weird, or like we did a <laughs> in our show, like we yeah. did we did angry coaches last week because Mike Leach, yeah. Jim Harbaugh, Nick State, all those guys could play in Dabo Swinney. Like, like that could be fun, but you don't want it too much. You want it more of a fun conversation or. Less, less exodus, ex you know, they can be boring sometimes, or they don't want to give away stuff. But we did a thing; it's like, yeah, yeah, we want true. we yeah. want the fun side of coaches a little bit, but just enough to like, we're cool. We'll, we'll we're bu- not buddies, but you know, I mean, like, we'll chat about stuff more than football. It makes it more a better relationship, as you can tell. Like you say, hang out his office, and he's more of an actual person, not a robot football coach. That's yeah. eyes focused yeah, he, on and, everything.
0: Yeah, and and he you know, like, and always was a feature story about a player he would sometimes tell you a little bit about the guy that, 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 interested him about that player. What was, you know, what made this player special or what was something about him? Maybe off the field that Peterson liked. That was, the, that's how he was wired. Right. Brian Harkin is different that way. Sometimes he, sometimes he'll be that way, but usually he guys Oh, you know, he works hard. He's, you know, great blah, room blah, blah. Peterson was always the guy that was like, Hey, this kid, you're something he went through or whatever. And, he was always interested in talking about that. Personal stuff, stuff and, yeah. You know, for, for for my for my sake, when I'm writing a story about a guy who loves that. So, yeah. um, so you know, and, and because that was where I think his interest always lied, that it, it was beneficial.
1: Excellent. That's great stuff. Uh, we could probably chat forever. At least you could more than me a bit about Peterson and everything. But <laughs> it's great. So we got the title game this weekend. We got your insight of who's going to win and what's going to happen. So next, I guess all I do... Follow Dave on Twitter, Dave Southorn. There, go to Athletic. I guess subscribe again. I'll say it one more time. Go check it out. Hey, at least get the free trial for the week. Get all the championships up going on. It's like, come on, that's like. I'll read every Sunday morning whenever is like whatever is out there the stat stuff what Nicole writes about the big picture stuff the TV stuff or even Richard Dice I'm a nerd for that media stuff so I'll go look at that every week when he does his podcast or read stuff there but check out that follow Dave on Twitter a bunch of stuff for the weekend and that'll be it we got one game, maybe two, a couple left. We've got this game, bowl game, wherever it may be. But thanks a ton for joining me, man.
0: Absolutely, I, I appreciate it, and then, uh, and then thanks for all the thanks for all the help.
1: Excellent, excellent, excellent stuff by Dave And There again, go to the Athletic.com, Subscribe if you're not. It's cool, like we said, like a million times in there. But go do it. But I like, like I said, like the best thing I liked about that was it makes so much sense. Peter, Chris, Peterson sitting at the end could have been the most enjoyable stuff because it's more fun story time where talking about like hey go hang out in the office hey it's about the kid not necessarily the uh football well it is football but like his thing. say well here's a personal story about a kid here's the relationship we've built yeah we'll, we'll talk about football as well we want good football and the facility thing was a great one do we get the facility or the kid it's like well, it's what's better for the program and stuff but it's a great conversation him going not get the running game looking at who's gonna be quarterback to Jalen henderson stuff was interesting i am a glad or nice to be have the same thought like hey that guy one of those quarterbacks is healthy versus new mexico and beyond uh i did bring up the transfer portal because you never know but i think they are handling it well because the reason it's working better with henderson if um speaking of hank bachmar in my opinion henderson's not gonna be around next year so bachmar will resume that spot over court had say had cord been the guy playing extremely well and get that starting gig then i could see bachmar be a little maybe i'm Looking around, eyes going somewhere, but it seems like he's going to stick around. And Harson is a tough job. Like I mentioned, those 10 Coastal Carolina guys hit the portal this week. And so there's going to be a lot. I think this is, the what, year two of the portal starting up here. So appreciate Dave hopping on. Follow him on Twitter, Dave Southorn, for all this week's games, all the stuff online. And now, what are you waiting for? We're going to go play good buddy Raj and what he had to say about the uh, rankings here. Hey,
2: everyone. This is Raja Prabala, um, at Raja Bleeds Blue. Boise State contributor. Um, these are my thoughts on the college football playoff rankings. Obviously, they took into account what Mike Resco has been running around saying he's the commissioner for the American Athletic Conference. There's really no statistical evidence that backs up Cincinnati being this close to Boise State. and um, It's just frustrating and upsetting. Um, going in 11-1, and it's not easy. You don't see a lot of teams from the Mountain West do that. Um, you haven't seen a team do that since Texas Christian did that in two thousand and ten. And to not get the chance to go to potentially go to the convo because of this farce and charade is frustrating. But at the same time, you know, you have to remember that Memphis is probably gonna win and make this whole Boise State Cincinnati debate moot. Um it's not really happy up in Boise, but you know, ultimately Boise State's eleven and one playing for the conference championship. And um, you just got to win that game and see where the tips fall. And uh, that's all there is to that.
1: All right. That was Raj talking about what should be done or what his thoughts were in the American and Boise State. Mike Goresco. Again, we've talked about the slot. He talked about it on the other podcast with Hawaii, Boise, Preview. Talked about me, and Matt Carnelli, and Dave Southampton. We talked about it. I've chatted with Chris Finney, he couldn't get him on the podcast, but I did text him, and he wrote a good article as well over the Athletic. I think the big thing is, that Matt did a great, good job explaining his article. The, well, two things. One, the committee's not really being uh, let's, consistent, I would say, because I always go back to that Texas Baylor thing. Course correction. Like, Texas, or excuse me, Baylor would have moved up a couple spots anyways that week, but not five seems excessive uh, for where Texas was in the rankings and then out of the rankings after the fact. So I think, like, when I talked with Dave early in this podcast, my thinking was that. If you look what they did last week, if Cincy beats Memphis, which who knows? Memphis is a pretty big favorite, so like Ross said, maybe it's all it Doesn't matter. We're just all scrambling and yelling for nothing just because Memphis is in if they win because they're a really good team and they have the one loss. And Cincy with two losses being the conversation is, uh, I'm not gonna say absurd, but I don't think it should be this close because like everybody said, you don't get, you shouldn't get credit just for playing a really good team but then also get blown out, score zero points, and lose by, what, five, six, seven touchdowns, whatever the score was, versus Cincy and Ohio State. So you can't just it's, – it's like, Dave, great point. Well, we'll play Alabama. If we lose, it doesn't matter. It'll still – we'll be fine in our strength of schedule. But strength of record matters too. Um, Looking at all the Sagar and stuff. Like, could Cincy beat Boise? Probably. Could Boise beat Cincy? Yeah, probably. Could Memphis beat all three? Yeah. Could Cincy beat all three? Could Boise? Could App State beat Memphis? Yeah. There's this, the narrowness of those teams is very limited, I don't think App State's going to get there. I, I think it would take a a Hawaii, Cincy close win, and then App State just rolling and crushing um, Louisiana, who has I believe ten wins on the year. So it's I think App State's closer than I thought, but they're not really there. But with the committee moving up once, like moving up and down one spot, like Memphis goes up one spot, Cincy goes down one spot. So why would they? Because here's my thing. say Cincy does win, Memphis is going to drop. At least one spot, I would say that's what the committee said. And since he's going to move up at least one spot, if Boise wins, they're going to go ahead of since of Memphis. Excuse me, Memphis probably further slip there. Saying he are they going to move him up one spot? Because here's the thing too to consider: we're looking at this one game very specifically. And I don't I'm not going to say it's a tiebreaker, but I get the strict schedule argument this weekend. Hawaii is is uh, I don't know where they're at, but they're nine and four. They're not ranked top twenty five. We know that for sure, obviously. It's not going to be hey. Since he beat Memphis here, Boise beat Hawaii. They're not. It's not going to be a comp between those two. They'll go look at the whole year and see where it's at. And that's kind of why Boise's ahead right now. And most of it's the two losses to one loss thing. And that's kind of our main thing we've been saying don't lose twice. And then don't get blown out. There's two of those. So I'm thinking, like, that's why I told Dave, like, 58%. I'm a little more confident after reading, chat with more people, and then looking at what the committee actually did. moving teams up or down, also to consider. There's not many teams to provide movement this week. Like, even if say, like here's like if what if Clemson, what if Clemson loses to Virginia? If Virginia could jump up and make and cause some creation, creation there separation. If Oregon loses by thirty points to Utah, like if it's forty to ten, is Oregon going to drop behind those teams? But Utah's a top five team, like probably not. So there's not many te- there's not many ways to move teams around Oklahoma State. You know what I mean? Like Oklahoma or excuse me, Oklahoma Baylor. They're not going to drop too far down. So I'm I still have a slight edge to Boise, but I'm not I'm sort of confident, but not really. But the main thing is it's like well, win your game, get some style points if possible. Like they don't need to run one run, run, run score from 50 to 10, but I think for Boise's best case scenario on this front, they need to win by like I predicted a close scoring game. I think it'll be sort of close. But if you're looking at Boise State perspective, okay, we want to get some solid points, we have a good win, because they'll compare different wins, but not necessarily this particular game between these four teams that are playing. But I think Boise needs to win by at least three touchdowns. And then Memphis, or, or excuse me, Cincy to win, like, maybe it's a fluke play they win. It's like, like, I'm not saying it's only that's the only scenario, but like win by a couple touchdowns, at least three for Boise. And what if, say, there's just a weird, like a muffed punt or something weird where just to... Unordinary, uncharacteristic football play that leads to Cincy getting points. Like, um, think about it this way: like, opening weekend, Florida State Boise did that fumble, that ball bounced forever. Instead of the Florida State guy dropping on, he tries to pick it up, loses it, Boise gets it. Something weird and awkward like that. Like, or the ball goes out of the end zone. Since Memphis is driving, they're down one. The guy fumbles through the end zone, a fluke play. It's a touchback for Cincy the other way. No time, not much time left. They take an E or they drive down the field, and that's ball game. I'm wondering how, because it's game a game flow thing, but a fluky win where it's well, maybe they won just because it wasn't. You know I mean, not to say not legit win, but it's kind of an odd type of win where it's like something weird happened, and maybe the weather will be considered like there's game flow to take it to account. But it's it's gonna be super close. But I appreciate everyone this week. We've talked like with Day on this podcast. We had Raj hop on to send over his uh, video or excuse me audio clip. We had our other two podcasts, me and Kennelly. We had Raj and Preston talking about everything with. Um, boise hawaii also there's the bet i still hope Raj listens to this and even if assume if boise did wins he still goes to he doesn't do his bet because that's the french fry mcdonald bet he should still go for, try to find a fresh pineapple at the local albertson's nearby and maybe just do a I guys like to go gallagher on it or something but appreciate everyone who listened and read our stuff all this week clearly we're not doing anything we're coming back with uh our recap podcast over the weekend We'll have bowl stuff talk about as well. Probably make that two podcasts talk about who's going where bowling. Uh we'll have bowl predictions up late Saturday night because that'll be a big deal what Boise will do. We still won't know, but we'll have a we'll make our best guess at it. Uh we'll be here all through the offseason, obviously, at least once about once a week for football, basketball. Like I said, we'll have that rolling back up more consistently. But I appreciate everyone who came to MW, MWR.com. As of right now, best year ever still. Still a month to go. So keep uh if you like our stuff, come hang out. We got coaching news updated. Got a juicy little story. Uh Uh, Kind of, I didn't know it's gonna happen, gonna go down, but kind of assumed Morgan Scholar from Utah would get a look at maybe UNLV or CSU or some other schools. Him and uh, Oregon OC or maybe in the mix for UNLV. So we got coaching updates, whether it's from us or us kind of uh, going around to football scoop and other places and kind of getting our spin on it. But keep checking us back. Keep following us on Twitter. MWCR. Even if you don't like us, we we like to fight, like to argue, like to have a good conversation as well. So we'll see you next time, folks. And uh, I just hope, like I know Boise wants a big win to get that style point, I just want to. To be honest, like I said, I'm a Utah guy. Like, if Boise wins, great. If Hawaii wins, great. Like, I'm leaning Boise because I'm a football mind of what I think is going to happen. But if we're honest, last game of the season, let's make it a fun one, guys. That's all I want. So, we'll see you next time, folks.